chapter. So um, I will ask you to turn to a couple passages, but I'm going to start in Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16. Um, and uh, uh, it's good to be in the Lord's house again today. I, uh, this is my favorite place to be. I love to be here. Um, it's like a second home. I was talking to my Sunday school class this morning, and they were, we were talking about pretty much just that, um, how good it is to be at church. And uh, it's, it's awesome to see kids that want to be here. Um, my title tonight is a little different. Um, it's a question. It's not meant to be an insult. <laughs> it's, uh, not, um, it's not very common. It's, it's a little outside the box. But uh, um, it's kind of a question. Um, and the question is, there are three questions. Are you dumb? Are you stupid? Or are you insane? Yeah, I know you're looking at me like, what? <laughs> it, I'll explain it in a little bit. Um, if you uh, like alliterated things, uh, you could outline uh, it as the ignorant, the idiot, and the insane. But uh, however you want to view it, the words I'm going to be using are mostly the words I asked in the beginning. Are you dumb? Are you stupid? Or are you insane? And like I say, it's not supposed to be an insult. It's, uh, um, it's not a question to you necessarily. It's just a... A classification, um, something that I, I found in my own life that I thought was important and that I wanted to point out here. So let me see. I'm going to start my stopwatch so that uh, I won't go over in theory. Here we go. There we go. Okay. So I'm going to read this verse and then we'll pray. In Romans 16 and verse 19, the second half of the verse says, But yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Dear God, thank you for the privilege to be in your house today. Thank you for the people that have come to hear from the word. I pray that they would be uh, encouraged or at least understanding um, in a better way some things tonight. Um, uh, just thank you once again for the ones that come on a Sunday night. I pray that you'd bless those who are out traveling and whatnot, help bring them back to us safely. I know there's some that are sick that are watching online, but I pray that you would uh, do a work. Thank you. Uh, for your Holy Spirit, thank you for what you do. Um, guide my mouth. Uh, make sure that what I say is just what you want me to say and not myself interjected. I just pray that you'd bless the sermon tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I, uh, whenever I preach, I, I usually kind of figure out what I want to preach, and I get the notes together, and then I, I get all nervous because I'm like, man, what, what if it's not you know, the right thing? What if it's you know, not applicable? I, I don't know. Um, but this morning when uh, Josh preached, he... Um, he kind of hit on some of the stuff I was going to talk about tonight, and so I thought, you know, I, I think it's right. Um, I don't know why. I don't have any certain circumstances. I'm not preaching at anybody. Um, it's just something that's been on my mind for about a month now, uh, an idea. And um, so I guess I'll stop talking and start explaining what I'm talking about here. Um, our, uh, my question there, are you dumb, are you stupid, or are you insane, uh, a lot of people want to clump those all together. They all mean the same thing. They all, you know, get used interchangeably. But I don't believe that's the case. Um, our American language has, has destroyed a lot of our words and what they mean. But I do believe there is a difference in words. And I believe not just that this is my opinion, but from what I can show you from the Bible tonight, that there are differences. Um, now, obviously, dumb in the sense that we're thinking and stupid are not even insane, I don't think, are in the Bible. But there are words that mean the same, um, that 
I'll be using interchangeably tonight. And so the first one, of course, I'll start off with dumb. A dumb, what does it mean? Originally, it was meant to describe somebody, obviously, who was mute, couldn't talk. Um, but in modern understanding, it just means, you know, without knowledge. Uh, tonight, I want to give you a couple definitions of what I think these words mean and how they apply to us. But um, I want you to help me out in remembering these things. And so dumb, our definition for dumb is going to be don't know. You say, well, that doesn't sound grammatically correct. Well, we're a little dumb, so we just go don't know. Doesn't know maybe sounds better. I'm not sure. Don't know, okay? If somebody's dumb, they don't know. They're, they're without knowledge. Um, to be dumb is to lack knowledge. Um, the, the word that the Bible would use is, uh, to to interchange with that would be simple. Um, I've got a whole bunch of verses. Man, I wish I had time to look at all the verses I found in my study here. But simple or then ignorant are kind of the, the two words that would, that would interchange with dumb. Josh talked a little bit about ignorance this morning. And so we're going to be in Proverbs a lot. So if you want to go to Proverbs, I'll be naming off references. And if you want to flip to them, you can go there or just listen as I talk. But Proverbs chapter 1 Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 4 says, To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. Well, in the verse, it's, it's comparing subtlety to knowledge and discretion. And the opposite of that would be simple, which it is comparing to the young man. It is putting them on the same level. We've got some young men here tonight, young men and young ladies. And I'm no, I don't want to sound too harsh when I say this. But the Bible dec- you know, directly compares a young person to a simple person, a dumb person. Isn't that, isn't that nice to know? And for me, having not been, well, I'm still young, but having been that young uh, not too long ago, um, I can agree. Now, you look at yourself and you say, oh, I'm not dumb, man. I'm smart. I'm just the smartest thing around. No, you're pretty dumb. And that's not all bad. Before you say, boy, he's just being a jerk. No, of the things I'm going to talk about tonight, dumb is, if that's your worst problem, you're not too bad off. Okay? Dumb, there's, every person's born dumb. How much did you know when you were born? Okay, it, it, you, you had no knowledge. You didn't know what two plus two was. You didn't know, you didn't know what salvation was. There, there are things you didn't know. We're, we're all born dumb. And the older you get, if you're a growing, you know, healthy person, you, the, the more knowledge you'll have, the more you learn. If you stop learning, you're not mature, maturing at all. So we start out dumb, uh, 1 verse 4. I can show it clearly, or in chapter 7, clearly, that's a great word, chapter 7 and verse 7. Chapter 7 verse 7 has a little more blunt. It says, and I beheld among the simple ones. So there's four words in this that are all interchanged. I beheld among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. A void is an empty space. It says void of understanding. Simple. Or our word tonight, dumb. And so there's something you have to accept when you're a kid. You're not as smart as you think you are. That's a fact. You don't understand it until after you're a kid. And then you look back and you say, boy, was I dumb. But when you're a kid, it, you, man, you're just smart. You know, you, you just know everything there is. And somebody says something that you don't like, and you glare at them. They don't know nothing. You no, know, you're dumb. And and it's not all bad. 
That verse I read when we started tonight was uh, Romans 16, 19b, which is, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. There's things we need to be dumb to. And unfortunately, there's a lot of young people who are wise to evil and simple to good. They're dumb to things that they should know, and they're very far too understanding of things they shouldn't. There are things you have no, no business knowing. And the school will teach you, and not just the school, the people around you, the music you listen to, the places you go, they, maybe they won't teach you, but the people you're with will talk about things you don't need to know. This summer, a preacher was here, and he said, he asked me, he said, what is your opinion of the greatest problem among young people in churches today? I thought it all, about it all week. It was Brother Dwight. He asked me when we were at camp. And, and I told him on the last day, I think our, our greatest problem as far as concerning Christian kids who grow up in Christian homes and doing wrong is the, the discontentment to simply know what you need to know and forget the rest. There's things you don't need to know. You say, should you name them? Well, I would, except I don't want you to know them, so no. But there's things you don't need to know. And if you hear somebody talking about it, you just need to shut it off. Forget it. It is not applicable. Anything they teach you about guys and girls and the facts of life, you don't need to know for a long time. But our young people are unfortunately simple to that which is good and wise concerning that which is evil. Unlike the verse in the Bible. Proverbs 9.4. One more page over. Proverbs 9.4. I found this very interesting when I was studying. I'd never noticed this before. In verse 4 it says, Whoso is simple, dumb, whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him. So somebody who's simple wants understanding. Doesn't mean they want it as much as they don't have it. Understanding, she saith to him. This is wisdom speaking. And she tells him, here, I can give you all these things. And there's a list of things that she tells him. But in verse 13, this isn't wisdom speaking. It says, a foolish woman is clamorous. And that says, she is simple and knoweth nothing. I think it's fair to say that simple means they don't know nothing. What's our term for, for dumb? Our, our, our definition is they don't know. It says, it's talking about the foolish woman. And then in verse 16, you know what it says? Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, that verse is one word off from verse 4. But in verse 4, it's a wise w- woman. It's, the, it's wisdom speaking. In verse 13, it's the foolish woman speaking. And the world, like I just said to the young people, the world has calling the exact same thing from two different places. They're saying, you're dumb. Not, not, not in any mean way. You just you don't know everything there is to know, and we have something to teach you. But the world wants to teach you wickedness. God wants to teach you wisdom. And you have a choice. And, and the call is coming from both sides. Um, and there's some things, like I said, you don't need to know. It's the same cry, but it's coming from two opposite directions, wisdom and the foolish woman. In Genesis chapter 34, we find that Jacob's daughter, Dinah, it says in verse 1, and Dinah went out to see the daughters of the land. She just wanted to see. She just wanted to know what it was like. She just wanted to, to kind of, you know, get an idea of what they were doing. There's things you don't need to know. And Dinah lost her purity to a man in Shechem. And then she lost her husband that she lost her purity to when her brothers went and slew him. It was a mess. 
Why? Because Dinah just wanted to, she just wanted to know. She just wanted to find out. She just wanted to, you know, do a little research. And there's things you don't need to know. Like I said, there's things that, that no young person or any, even any person needs to know. Romans 16, 19b, like I said earlier, there, we should be wise to that which is good and simple concerning evil. But it keeps going in Proverbs 14, 15. We learn a little bit more about the dumb, the simple. In ch- chapter 14 and verse 15, it says, The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. A dumb person is gullible. There's a lot of people who are very gullible because they are dumb to some things. Now, if somebody's dumb to one thing, that doesn't mean they're dumb to everything. Just dumb to that. Um, by the way, for some of you young people, don't know. Does anybody, do you all know what gullible means? Gullible's not really in the dictionary. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I wrote it on the ceiling before church. It's not really in the dictionary. Anyway. Um, yeah, he looked up. I got you. No, a dumb person, a simple person is gullible. It says a simple man believes every word. And in Romans 16, where I read before when I started the message, Romans 16, verse 17, it says, to mark them which cause divisions and offenses. And then it says in verse 18, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. They're deceived because they don't know. A lot of older people are tricked into scams and different things because they don't know. And it's not necessarily their fault, but they don't know. They, they don't know. They, they were dumb to that. They were unable to understand it. In Proverbs 19.25, we see Proverbs 19.25, the dumb person isn't all that off. And verse 25 says, smite a scorner and the simple will beware. By the way, the scorner is usually with the simple. They, they like to pair up. There's the dumb person. I knew a lot of dumb kids when I was in high school. And honestly, I I really liked the dumb kids. They were a lot more fun than the other kids. I I liked to hang out with the dumb kids. Most of them were pretty good kids. They were just dumb. A lot of them were ranch kids and whatnot, and they were kind of dumb. But the dumb kids are often paired up with the scorner. All through the book of Proverbs, you see the scorner and the simple, the scorner and the simple. Um, And regretfully, um, to confess, I got to say that Oftentimes, I was the simple, but oftentimes, I was also the scorner in that pair. We would be somewhere, and it was, ah, I hate this food. I don't know. Why are they, why are these stupid rules? I hate this game. This is boring. Who, who made them enjoy? I, I was the scorner. But you know what? Our verse 25 here, it says, smite a scorner, whoosh. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. Tell you what, man, there was times when uh, I got in trouble. I was with my friends. But then I would do something stupid, and I'd get in trouble for it. And uh, my friends may not have been very bright, but if they saw me get in trouble for something, they would go, I ain't doing that. Not me. Mm-mm. I'm going to stay away from there. And see, that's the benefit of being dumb. Is If you realize that you're dumb, simple, that you lack understanding wisdom, or knowledge, if you understand that, you are more likely to learn. The, the dumb person has no problem learning. Okay. I, I, I will take 100 dumb kids in my class over one stupid one, and I'll explain that stupid later. Because the, the dumb kids, they just sit there and go, oh, I didn't know that. Really? And, and because they believe every word, you can give them the truth, and they accept it, and they'll learn. 
They're not bound by anything else. There's no rebellion. They're just dumb. They just don't know. And it says, smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. If you look at chapter 21, verse 11, chapter 21, verse 11, uh uh-oh. Oh, yeah, 21 verse 11. It says, when the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. When the scorner is punished, the dumb is made wise. He looks at that and he says, "Mm, I don't want to do that. You know what? I'm not going to do that. I think I'm going to learn from that. And he is wiser because of it. And so if you're dumb, that's not all bad if you're willing to learn. He has no problem learning when he's taught. Proverbs 22, verse 3 says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Josh mentioned it in his sermon this morning. The first time I heard that verse, I was probably 14 or 15. Um, No, I'd heard it before then, but the first time I remember it uh, connecting with anything important. And uh, I'm going to tell a story here. Um, I had gone out with my friends to Sylvan Lake, and I loaded up in my dad's green truck the paddle boat. And so I drove up there, and we were going to go. They had two kayaks. We were going to go. We were going to kayak around, paddle boat, splash in the water. And uh, when we got there, there were all these people everywhere, and I was just a dumb kid. And I said, oh, I better uh, lock the truck. So I locked the truck. I took the keys with me. And we went down to the lake. We are getting ready to get in the water, and I was like, what am I supposed to do with these? And my friend who was equally dumb, said, ah, I have an idea. They said, our kayak has this little tub thing. It's like a cup holder, like so big, not very deep, and had a rubber cap. It's a waterproof container. Those are sweet. And so he said, take this waterproof container, and we'll put our wallets in there. We'll put our keys in there, our phones. It'll all be safe. So we did. We put it in there, put that cap on, and it didn't just snap on. I mean, there was a little work to get it on. It was like, oh, yeah, we're good. And so we went out, and I started having fun. About halfway through the day, my friend was standing next to the, the, the kayaks. They were out by one of the rocks in the lake. He jumped out off the rock in between the kayaks and meant to catch himself on the two kayaks that were next to each other, just kind of like go sploosh. Um, but he didn't go sploosh. He went sploosh. And when he went sploosh, he grabbed the rubber cap and he went fling. And everything inside of those containers went fling. <laughs> and we found it all. I mean, it was just like, boom, and we hit the water looking for everything. We found everything, except my dad's keys. Um, It was at that point, well, it ruined the rest of our day. I mean, we, us smart kids, we went, and we, one of my friends, he had this homemade diving kit. So we used it, and we went to the bottom so many times trying to find those stupid keys. Never found them. Um, and so it was then that I made the stupid decision when I got home to go back again and try and look because it was one of those things, if we find them, then we'll tell Dad, hey, I lost the keys, but I found them. You know? um, that's better than just saying, hey, I lost the keys. <laughs> so we tried, and that, that was not a good idea. Um, my dad was, when I got home, far more upset about the fact that I didn't just tell him than he was about the fact that I lost the keys. But I remember sitting at our dining room table. My dad sits with his back to the glass door. I was sitting where my mom would normally sit when we eat, with my back to the kitchen and crying. Um, And I was so upset that I had lost these keys. And my dad told me a Bible verse. And I can't tell you if it was Proverbs 22.3 or 27.12 because they are word for word the same verse in Proverbs. It's mentioned twice. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And I never forgot that. I've never worked at memorizing that verse, but it's always been in my head since that day. 
when he said that, it, it just stuck. It was like, yeah, that was dumb. And you know what? We do a lot of dumb things. Another word for dumb that we find in the Bible is ignorance. And uh, Josh talked a little bit about ignorance. I looked up ignorance in Webster's 1828 dictionary. It means a want in absence or destitution of knowledge. In other words, don't know. There's no knowledge. In Leviticus 4 and 5 and Numbers 15, they're all about, those three chapters are all about bringing a sacrifice for a trespass of ignorance. When, when you didn't know. Ignorance is, is something that you do find throughout the Bible. Josh mentioned it this morning in Acts 3.17. It says, And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. This is Peter preaching. He's preaching to the Jews, and he says, You guys did this sin through ignorance. What was the sin? Was it that they had lied? They had stolen something? They had, they had crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet Peter just says, you did it through ignorance. Now, ignorance, like Josh said this morning, is not innocence. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but he said, you did it through ignorance. That's past. But then he preached to them salvation, and many of them got saved. In Acts 17.30, it says, In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth every man everywhere to, be, to repent. Every human that's born is born dumb. I said that earlier. That's something throughout, whether unsaved or saved, we all have some dumb in us. And it's, if you are dumb to salvation, you cannot get saved. You have to know about salvation. Which is why it's so important that we as Christians share that with other people. Um, in he Ephesians 4.18 it says, Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Now ignorance sometimes is used as a bad thing, which we'll talk about in a minute. But this ignorance is just don't know. They, they, they're, they're, they just don't understand. First Peter 1.14 says, As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. Nobody is born knowing salvation. We're dumb according to salvation. But when we learn it, we have a choice. And it's then when it changes from dumb to another thing, which we'll talk about in a minute. But after salvation, there is no... There is no desire for us to be ignorant unless it's to be simple concerning that which is evil. Paul wrote in Romans 1.13, 11.25, 1 Corinthians 10.1, 1, 12.1, 2 Corinthians 1.8, 1 Thessalonians 4.13, six times in his letters, Paul said, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. He said, I want you to know. I want you to know stuff. Josh said this morning that you're accountable for what you know and if you know you need to read the Bible, then you're accountable for everything, pretty much. Everything you do. Um, you should know what's right and wrong. You should read your Bible every day. That's how you're going to know. Um, 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. In Leviticus 5.17 it said, If a soul sin... If a soul sin and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Lord, though he wist not, yet is he guilty and shall bear his iniquity. Ignorance is not innocence. You don't get off the hook because you didn't know. Now, is it, is it not as bad? In, in Luke 12, 47, 48, God tells a parable about two servants, and he says, the servant that knew his Lord's will and didn't do it, was beaten with many stripes. 
It says the servant who did not know his Lord's will and did what was wrong, it says, got off the hook free, right? It says he was beaten with few stripes. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be beaten at all. Few or many. I don't care how many stripes. I don't want to be beaten. I want to know, and I want to do it. And so it it, it requires us to solve this problem of of dumb. We all have dumb. Somewhere in our life, we all have dumb. And so how do we fix the problem of dumb? The answer for ignorance is instruction. The answer for ignorance is instruction. Psalms 19 and verse 7, we sing it a lot. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. If you're simple, you can be made wise. All you have to do is learn. All you have to do is place yourself in a place where you're going to learn. You have capacity to learn. Dumb kids have, they're not, that's not a problem. They just have to be taught. That, that's not a problem. People say, well, they're just a bunch of dumb kids. Well, then teach them. Dumb is not that big a deal. God can handle dumb. In Psalms 119, 130, it says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. 2 Timothy 3.16, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The answer for ignorance is instruction. That's not that hard to fix. You know where we get a lot of instruction? Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. This is a place where we get instruction. And even if you don't remember it all, Madison, do you remember everything your teachers tell you every day? But do you still go back to school? Yeah, because you need to. And even if you don't remember every sermon pastor's ever preached, or I've ever preached, or Josh has ever preached, or Joseph, or Daniel, or anybody else, the only way you're going to get smarter is if you keep going. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep reading the textbook. You've got to keep passing the tests when they come. And so we've, we've found the answer for ignorance. It's instruction. But what's the second question? Well, are you dumb? Are you stupid? Now, this is where a lot of people get hung up. They say, well, stupid's the same as dumb. No, it's not. Um, the word for stupid we would find in the Bible is a fool. An idiot. A moron. Somebody's called a moron. That doesn't just mean they're dumb. Some, there's more to it than that. Um, when the Bible says a fool, that, that's heavy. That, that, that means a lot. Stupid actually comes for, from a word for bellows like an accordion has bellows, or a balloon. It means it's filled with nothing, um, empty. But our word would be the equivalent to fool or foolish or even ignorant if they're willingly ignorant with the idea of ignore and ignorant. They choose. I'm going to give you some verses, and then you tell me what the difference between stupid and dumb is. Job 1.22, In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God, Foolishly. Psalms 14, 1. The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Psalms 53, 1. The fool hath said in his heart, it's almost word for word, There is no God. Corrupt are they and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. Psalm 69, 5. O God, thou knowest my foolishness and my sins are not hid from thee. What do we see? What's different 
between a fool and someone who's ignorant. Born, every person is born dumb. But nobody's born stupid. Stupid is a choice. See, what's the definition for dumb? I said it a little bit ago. They don't know. The definition for stupid is they do know, but they don't care. There's a lot of stupid people out there. And largely the stupid people, and I'm not trying to be mean when I say stupid, the fools are the unsaved. It's the people outside the church. It's the people that, that live in sin and darkness. And you, and you say, well, it, you know, but, but maybe they just don't know. They know. Psalm 74, 22 says, Arise, O God, plead thine own cause. Remember how the foolish reproacheth thee daily. Psalms 107, 17, Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. It talks more about sin than it does when you talk about the simple man. The simple man just doesn't know. But when you talk about the fool, they're, they're, they're sinning, and they don't care. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1.7. It says they despise wisdom and instruction. A dumb person will come to class and say, I don't know, but I want to know. Can you teach me? A stupid person comes to class and says, I don't really care what you have to say. I don't care to know. I don't want instruction. I know everything. There's a lot of stupid people out there. But stupid's a choice. In Proverbs 9, 6, it says, Forsake the foolish and live. Proverbs 1, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. They have it, but they don't want it. They don't care. They don't use it. To hate something is to have it and never use it. I've got things I have and never used. Do I love that? No, I never use it. And to hate knowledge doesn't mean they don't have it. It just means they don't apply it. They don't care. It means nothing to them. Proverbs 10, 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Proverbs 14, 1, every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Well, she must not understand that yelling at the husband and screaming at the kids is, is tearing down the house, or else she wouldn't do that. I beg to differ. If they're dumb, yes, but if they're a fool, they're doing it. And they don't care. There's people that are self-destructing and they know it and they don't care. They know it's hurts them. They know their addictions killing them and their family and they don't care. They, they weigh the options and they say, yeah, but I still want this. That's the stupid. That's the fool. It's very sad when you think about it. The majority of people that fall into that category are people outside the church, unsaved people. Um, like we said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Proverbs 14, 9, fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. Proverbs 15, 5, a fool despiseth his father's instruction. Proverbs 17, 10, a reproof entereth more into a wise man than in hundred stripes into a fool. Remember in Luke 12, he said, he that knew his master's will and did it not, was beaten with many stripes. In Proverbs 17 and verse 10, it says, A reproof entereth more into a wise man than in hundred stripes into a fool. Fool doesn't just not know. Someone who's stupid knows and makes a choice to say no, to not care, to not do what they know they need to do.
Proverbs 17, 21, he that begetteth a fool doeth it to his sorrow. And the father of a fool hath known, hath no joy. I'm, I've known kids, like I said, a lot of the friends I had in high school, um, you know, most of them in, in high school uh, weren't in our church necessarily. There were some. But many of them were unsaved even. But the, the dumb kids, their parents weren't really a mess. Usually the, the dumb kids, their parents, they had a good relationship with them. The parents that were grieved by their children were the ones that had foolish kids, stupid kids, kids that knew better and didn't. It, 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 it's frustrating um, to know that the people out there make decisions because they want to. People don't vote on communism and say, we want communism because they're dumb. They vote for communism because they want communism. Hello? Hello? The people ruling this nation right now aren't making bad decisions because they're dumb. They're not deceived. They know what they're doing, and they want to. They've weighed the options. The scientist that says the earth evolved over billions and billions of years, the kids may be dumb listening to that, but the teacher, he knows. There's a God. But he says, no. Mm -mm. No. No. It, I'd rather not. And so he knows, but he does not care. And as much as that frustrates me, it also calms me to know, I'm not going to try to convince somebody who's stupid, who's a fool, because I can't. Uh, a, a verse here, let's see, verse 20, chapter 27, 22, Though thou shouldest bray a fool in a mortar among wheat with a pestle, yet will not his foolishness depart from him. There's, foolishness is a choice. It's a choice to become stupid. And it's a choice to, to unbecome stupid. And if somebody doesn't want to, nothing you do will change that. Now, there is a time in a person's life when they are young that there's a chance. In Proverbs, in verse, let's see, 22 in, or chapter 22 and verse 15, it says, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. There is a time when a young person can have the foolishness driven out of them. Now, it's still their choice, but I tell you what, when you're an eight-year-old kid and you get a whooping for doing something stupid, um, you kind of make a choice not to do that again. You, it, it's somewhat convincing. But when you're a 25-year-old and you get in trouble for something, what do people do? Nah, I can't believe anything. What a stupid cop. I don't know what they're talking about. And there's a time in your life when God has designed for you to get the foolishness out. I don't believe parents should beat their, the foolishness out of their kids. But it says the rod of correction shall drive it far from them. And parents need to understand, disciplining your kids, even if you can discipline them without the biblical spanking, there's something about it. And like a pastor said this summer, he said, if you do not drive the foolishness out of your children, he said, the world will. When they get older, the world will either drive it out or drive it in, but they will. And the world uses a bigger stick. So if you care about your kids, don't say, well, I'm not going to, I don't want to make them upset. They might get upset with me. 
I once heard a guy tell my dad, well, I, I tried your way of child raising, and, and, and it just made my kids hate me. Well, I got to admit, when you let them for 12 years do whatever they want, and then one day you say, okay, now we're going to start doing spankings, I don't think they're going to be for that. You're not going to get the popular vote. And I'm sorry if you're in that situation, and you should start young, but you're going to get some kickback, but, but it's necessary. There's so many parents that want to do it without that. And understand, there's some of you, you don't have parents who are going to do that for you, who are going to love you enough to do that. I am so grateful that my parents disciplined us and spanked us. I'm not mad. I didn't, oh, boy, at the time I was, because I was still dumb and stupid. But I look back and it's like, wow, I am so grateful for that. Because there's a lot of foolishness that I got out when it was little sins, not big sins. And so the, the Proverbs 24, 9, the thought of foolishness is sin. Proverbs 26, 11, as a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Hmm, that sounds great. You say, well, they don't know. Well, that, that dog, he doesn't understand that that's gross. He doesn't understand where it came from. Maybe he forgot that he just threw that up. No, the dog knows. He don't care. He says, meh, I'm hungry. You say, people are like that? Yeah, people are like that. And you see people doing weird, gross things, and you say, well, they must not know. No, they know. They understand. We excuse a lot of people, and we say, oh, they don't know. Mm -mm. Kamala Harris is not dumb. I believe she's stupid because she's fighting against God. And one day she will reap the benefits of that. But if I was told by a lawyer who used to battle her in court in California that she is the smartest and most wicked woman in the, in the United States of America. She's not dumb. She's smart enough to make you think she's dumb. But she knows what she's doing. She hates Christians. In Ecclesiastes 10.3, it says, Yea, also when he that is a fool walketh by the way, his wisdom faileth him, and he saith to everyone that he is a fool. They know. They know it's a lie. They know that there's a God. They know that there's consequences. But they don't care. Matthew 25 um, is the story of the ten virgins. Uh, it says that they went to wait for the bridegroom, and five were wise and five were foolish. And the five wise had oil in their lamps. The five were foolish in it. You say, oh, well, that was dumb. Maybe they just forgot. No, they just decided not to. And they wait there and wait there and wait. You don't, you don't think they could have went and got oil? And then the bridegroom comes and they say to the, the five wise, they say, hey, give us some of yours. They were planning on borrowing, planning on mooching off the wise ones is what they were going to do. Kind of like when you go out to eat and somebody's like, hey, well, I'll split the bill. And then you go to pay and they're like, oh, I forgot my wallet at home. You know, here, you, you catch us this time. And, and the five foolish virgins, they, they said, here, you, you do this. And the, the five wise ones said, no, go get your own oil. They left. And when they came back, the door was shut. And they said, let us in. And he said, depart from me. You know what? There's a lot of, I said that the fool, the, the fool, the stupid is largely the unsaved outside the church, there's a lot of people trying to get into heaven by your salvation. They say, well, well, they, they go to church. Oh, I had them pray for me once. Or, oh, I, I know a Christian. Or, 
They, they want to they tag on with you. They want to use your oil. You, you can't give that. Though, by the way, oil in the Bible is a picture of the Holy Spirit. You can't give that away. They have to get it for themselves. And if they don't, it'll be too late. And they, maybe they don't understand everything, but they know that they need it. That's why they asked the five wise virgins, can we have your oil? Because they knew they needed it, but they didn't get it when they should have. Romans 10.3 says, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. They have not submitted. It's not that they don't know. They just, no, no, no. I, I don't want to. I don't really care. Romans 1 21 through 22, it says, because that, when they knew God, when they knew God, a stupid person is someone who does know and does not care. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. In Luke 12, there was a story of a man who had a, everything work out great one year and grew all these great plants and, and, and it was just a great harvest and he said, I'm going to tear down my barns and build bigger barns. He never thought of God, but I know he knew of God because when God spoke to him that night, he said, thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Second Peter 3, 5, for this they willingly are ignorant of. They want to. First Peter 2.15, For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance, but this is not not dumb ignorance, the ignorance of foolish men. People that know, but don't care. We see it all around us. But like I say, I find that I, I, I don't let it bother me. When I get to the point that I realize that's what they, they want. That's what they've chosen. I'm not saying we should give up on people, but don't, don't worry about changing people who want what they have. Start in looking around and investing in people who just simply are simple and want the truth. Get them before the other people do. The Catholics and the Mormons and the Lutherans. Like Josh mentioned this morning, there were countries in the past that prayed and said, God, send somebody to, to show us who you are. But the Spaniards got there first, and so it became a Catholic country. That happened in South America. And, and it's, it's sad. It's our job to help the dumb. But you cannot help a fool unless they cease to be a fool. What is the cure, then, for the idiot, the fool, the stupid? The cure for the idiot is repentance and correction. The cure for the stupid is correction. If you read in the Bible, 1 Kings 21, you might know of a guy named Ahab. Have anybody ever heard of him? He wasn't a good guy. But in 1 Kings 21, God came to him and said, Ahab, because of your sin, because you went and did all this, took Naboth's vineyard, the prophet came and he said, you're going to die for that, and the dogs are going to lick your blood. And you know what Ahab did? It says he humbled himself. Most people don't know it, but it says it in the Bible. Ahab humbled himself, and God sent the prophet back, and he said, but it won't happen in your days, it'll happen in your son's days. He would still die, but all the wickedness that would happen to his family would happen in his son's days because he humbled himself. 
It starts with humility. In, in 2 Chronicles 33, we have the wickedest king in Israel, but the wickedest king in Judah was Manasseh. And in 2 Chronicles 33, he turned away from God. He was the wickedest king Judah had seen, and God sent him into bondage, but he repented. And he turned back to God. And God brought him back and reestablished him in Israel, in Jerusalem. Why? Because he stopped choosing stupid and said, this is stupid. And he chose what was right. He repented. And God blessed him for that. He had mercy on him. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And though it seems hopeless sometimes for the fools, the stupid, the willingly ignorant, all they have to do is turn and call. It just takes repentance. But maybe there's a Christian out there who is making stupid decisions. They know better, but they don't care. The only Solution is the same for the sinner, not to get saved, but to repent and turn back to God. 2 Timothy 3.16 again, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So we've, we've figured it out, the first two, the, the dumb, the simple, and the stupid, the fool. But what about the third one? The insane. Where did that come from? You know, we, we talk about insane sometimes. Um, to be insane means to be without reason. So, so, so the dumb don't know. The fool, the stupid, know but don't care. So what's the insane? What makes somebody insane? What is the definition of insanity? Joseph, help me out. What's the definition of insanity? Right. Now, it's doing the same thing over and over and over again. They used to tell us in football all the time. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting it to change, expecting a different result. It doesn't work. The same thing creates the same result. The same road goes to the same place. That's how it works. There, there's no arguing that. And so, doing the same thing over and over again is not insanity alone. That's called repetition. Repetition is good. I go to work every day. If I don't, I get fired. Yeah. So that's important. But it's doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. And you say, why are you bringing up insanity? Stupid people do not belong in insane asylums. Stupid people belong in prisons. Insane people belong in insane asylums. Okay, well, now that we've got that clarified, what does that mean? An insane person is someone who does know and does care, but doesn't act accordingly. They, 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 they do, they've already done it over and over again, and they know it doesn't work. They know it doesn't work, but they're going to do it again. The same way. They've seen somebody do something bad and it hurt. It didn't work. But they're going to do it again. That's insanity. It's not going to work out. Oh, and they truly desire it to work out. 
They're not saying, oh, I just don't want to do what's right. I'll go do it, and I know it won't work. No, they think, oh, it'll work this time. At our house, we got a wood stove, and one time my grandparents were with us. And uh, I don't want to say my grandpa, my grandpa's not dumb, but he was dumb to the fact that the stove was running. He was walking by, kind of lost his balance a little, and reached out and set his hand on that stove. Left his handprint. That hurt. That was dumb. He was dumb to the fact of it. He wasn't. I'm not saying he was dumb, but he just he didn't know. That's what dumb means. A stupid person walks up and says, "That stove's hot." <laughs> stupid people do that. Dumb people do funny things, and you laugh at them because they didn't know. Stupid people do funny things. I don't laugh at stupid people because it's like they knew that was going to happen. Why'd they do that? They they go up and just because. Have you ever heard that? Why are you doing that? Oh, just because. Everybody's doing it. I know it hurts. <laughs> ah! But you know what an insane person does? Wow, he just burned himself. Oh, man, that really looked like it hurt. Hmm. I wonder if it'll hurt me. You just saw it happen twice. You, so you were told about it. Maybe you even did it yourself. <laughs> ah, that hurt. I wonder if it'll hurt this hand. That's why insane people belong in insane asylums. They are without reason. They can damage their bodies unintentionally. And they don't even know. Don't care. They, they, they can't think reasonably. They belong in an asylum to protect themselves and others. What's the point? While largely the stupid people are out there, I'm not, don't take me wrong but largely the insane people are in here. They sincerely want their kids to grow up and serve God. And then they raise them like the world does. The world dresses their children like whores and witches and whatever else because they want them to be that, but the Christian does it because they want them to grow up and be pastor's kids or, or like a pastor's wife or something or a pastor. It's insanity. People... The world doesn't tithe because they say, that's, I don't want to tithe. I don't want to give my money to God. They know. But, but the Christian sits in church and says, oh, the preacher said I should tithe. The Bible says I should tithe. I know I should tithe. I want God to bless my finances, but I'm not going to tithe. Don't worry. It'll work out. It'll be different for me. That's the, that's the line that the insanity person uses all the time. Oh, but it'll be different. Maybe this time it'll be different. Maybe this time it won't hurt. Oh, no, it still hurt. Maybe this time it won't hurt. Oh, no, it still hurt. And people do the same thing over and over and over again. You say, well, I've never done it before. Ecclesiastes 1.9 says there is no new thing under the sun. It's been done before. It says that's what was done yesterday is done today. That what was done today is going to be done tomorrow. It's a cycle. And so when the Bible tells us stories of people who did it wrong... And church people sit in church and say, oh, man, what a shame. Boy, I sure don't want my kids to turn out like that. I don't want my life to turn out like that. Boy, I sure, I sure don't want that result. But I'll do the same thing. Uh, it'll be different. Oh, you don't know me. I'm spiritual. I read my Bible every day, so it won't happen to me. I try to tell young people all the time. They, they come in and, and they want to do sports, and I love sports. Sports are fun. But I have never seen something draw kids away from church as much as basketball and wrestling and football and track and whatever else. And I tell kids, listen, 
you think you'll never quit on God and you sincerely want to serve God, but if you do what everybody else did, you tell me what's going to happen. If you come to church and you hear the preaching over and over and over again, and you say, yeah, I sincerely want that. Oh, I know that that's wrong or that's right. And yeah, I should do that. Yeah, I shouldn't do that. But, you know, I don't think I need that. Oh, well, preacher, you don't understand. It's different with me. I'm better than most. I, I, I uh, you know, you, if you knew my situation, that's what the insane person says. Well, it won't hurt this time. And, and it just, it, 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 it's frustrating. I mean, you just, you see it over and over again. I have not, listen, I'm, I, some of you have been here in this church longer than I have. But I've been here for 20 years. And I've seen it. The same thing. And, and, and I may tell you a story and you'll say, oh, I, I won't say any names, but I'll tell stories, and this person will say, oh, I know who he's talking about. And, th- and she'll say, oh, I know who he's talking about. And he'll say, oh, yeah, I know, I know who he's talking about. And you could all be thinking about a different person and still not be thinking about the person I'm thinking about. That's how many times it's happened. It, it, sin is not new. It, it's not new. And so don't look at your life and say, well, but it'll, it, it'll be different for me. I, I, I can do this. I can handle it. It's not a problem. I got this. And as the doctor, as the preacher, as the faithful person in church, you see him do it again and again and again. And it's not as frustrating as in some things, um, but it's, it, it's, ah, pull your hair out. That's why pastor's going bald. You know, just like, ah, why? I thought you just did this two weeks ago. Why are you doing it again? I thought we went over this. We've been here before. Remember that story I told you? You know how you're doing everything just like them? Oh, but pastor, I've been praying for my kids, so it'll work out. You bet. Sure, go ahead. I have lived with dumb people. I like dumb people. I said that before. They're fun to be around. You can teach a dumb person. Stupid people, I can put up with. Because when a stupid person says, this is going to hurt, and they do it, and it hurts, they got what they deserved. But insane people are just, it's hard because they really want what's right. They aren't trying to hurt themselves. They aren't trying to hurt anybody. They, they aren't trying to ruin their family. They're not trying to ruin their finances. They're not, they're not trying to, to fail spiritually. They're trying to do what's right but they're not doing what's right. And they expect it to work out. And they look at me like I'm the crazy one. (laughs) There's people in the Bible. Eli was a priest and he did not raise his children to serve God. That was stupid. You say, that was dumb. Okay, I'll give you. It was dumb. But then a prophet came to Eli and said, Eli, you need to whip your boys into shape. 
know what Eli did? Now, boys, is no good report that I hear of you. That was stupid. You know what his boys did? Laughed in the scorn, just like Lot's sons-in-laws. Whatever. He didn't take his job seriously, even when he was warned. And you know who saw it? A little boy named Samuel. God came to him by night and said, Samuel, I'm going to kill Eli and his two sons for their sin. Samuel grew up his whole life. He saw it happen. He knew it. I love Samuel in the Bible. He's got a great name. Great, you know, just really like it for some reason. Samuel was a great prophet. Samuel did a lot of great things. But Samuel had a fault. Remember when Israel came to Samuel and they said, we want a king. Samuel told the people, no, you don't want a king. Listen, God said if you have a king, he'll take your wives, your sons, your children. He'll take all your food. He'll tax you. He'll, he'll tax you. He'll take your, your lands. And you know what the people said? We know, but we don't care. They were stupid. They said, we still want. But why did the people ask him for a king? Because the Bible says that Samuel, his sons were men of Belial, like Eli's sons. He saw what Eli did. He saw how Eli failed. And he did the same thing. And the Israel people of Israel, they said, either we follow your wicked sons or we ask for a king. They said, we're forced into a stupid decision because insanely, Samuel thought he could raise his kids the same way and get a different result. I think Samuel wanted his kids to grow up and serve God, but they didn't. And maybe you say, I failed. I've made some dumb decisions. I've made some stupid decisions. I've made some insane decisions. It's too late. It's too late for yesterday, but it's not too late for today. It's not too late for tomorrow if you live to see tomorrow. I know a man who is raising his great-grandchild. If you're raising your child, that's how God designed. If you fail, or maybe by some means of accident, you have to raise your grandchild. Well, I'm sorry. You know, that happened. Hopefully, things will work out. But if you're raising your great-grandchild, don't you think you might change what you're doing? I don't know if he's ever changed what he's doing. And if he lives long enough, he'll raise his great-grandchild. Great-great-grandchild. It's insanity. And you may say, I don't have any kids anymore. Or I have kids, but I have grandkids. Maybe you should try doing with your grandkids what you didn't do with your kids. I'm not saying spank your grandkids. But there's so many people that say, hey, I want my grandson to be like you. Maybe you should be like my grandma. If you, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm the model or anything. I'm just saying, it, okay, you can't be like my parents, but could you be like my grandma to him or to her or, or to whoever it is? Maybe you should change what you're doing. Maybe instead of buying them video games, you could buy them things about the Bible. Maybe instead of skipping church to spend time with them, you could bring them to church. Maybe. Okay, maybe not, I guess. Try it again. Do what you did with your kids. See if it works. No, don't do that. It's insanity. And it's not just with child rearing. It's in every area of our lives. And we will never fix the stupidity in the White House until we take care of the insanity in the church house. The stupid people, the unsaved, point at the Christians and say, they're hypocrites. 
I don't know if the Christians are hypocrites necessarily, but there are many that say, I want this, I want that, I want this. I have everything I need to make it happen. And then they say, but I'm going to live like the world. I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to tithe. I'm, I'm going to let my kids do whatever they want. But it'll work out. It's insanity. Is there any hope? The answer for ignorance is instruction. The cure for stupidity is correction. And the solution for the insanity is wisdom. Josh said it this, for, this morning, James 1.5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Proverbs 15.33, The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. It takes a humble heart to say, it's not working. Last Friday, we were working at the shop, working on our lift. We were trying to fix it. And we tried to beat out this pin for like an hour. Guess what? We decided to stop beating out the pin because it would never have come out. We tried something else. It worked because we're not insane. Not for the most part. But it takes a humble heart to say, I can't. Okay, this isn't working. We're going to try something else. Maybe we'll try the right way. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble, James 4, 6. I want to read you one last passage, Proverbs 2, and we will be done. I'm sorry I've held you late tonight. Proverbs 2, verse 1 says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so thou that incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding... If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yea, every good path when wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee. Does that sound like a dumb person? Does that sound like a stupid person? Does that sound like an insane person? No. There is hope. There is a way. And every answer to dumb or stupid or insanity is found in the word of God. How, when was the last time you asked God for wisdom? Not just God give, give me wisdom this week. No, God, I have a problem and I keep doing it and I don't know why. Show me what I need to do. Sometimes we have youth, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I look at it sometimes, and I say, God, if we're doing the right thing, give me assurance of that. But if we need to change what we're doing to get a different result, show me that. Give me wisdom. Are you dumb? Are you stupid? Or are you insane? You may be none. I, I, by the grace of God, we don't have to be any. But every sin you've ever committed was either dumb, stupid, or insane. Either you didn't know, you did know and didn't care. Or you did know, you did care, but you didn't act accordingly. Let's pray.
Oh, dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity, God. I know it's been on my heart for a while, and I wanted to, to preach it, but I, I just pray that it wasn't the, me, that it was you, that, that, that what you had for me to preach was fulfilled, and, and that it was not of my own. Oh, God, help us to be a people of power and of love and of a sound mind. We need people of wisdom. God, pray that you bless this week. Help our young people. Help us not to just pray that things turn out, but to act accordingly. Help us to want what's right and to know your word more. And if you choose to bless, help us to give you all the praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen.